around the world here on planet Earth, it is the norm to have a highly compartmentalized form of consciousness. Although everyone utilizes the whole brain, most people prefer one hemisphere over the other. They may prefer the left or the right hemisphere, or perhaps even the frontal cortex over the posterior, central over the peripheral, etc. It is this form of psychological compartmentalization that is akin to a functional psychosis within society that prevents us from grasping the full nature of reality. It is arguable that compartmentalization emerges in the first place to protect our ego from identity fracture, when we have to participate within a very large group of many interacting archetypes. It is my hypothesis, however, that this has become highly exaggerated due to a larger population density. The subconscious mind is capable of emotionally warping your perspective to protect you from mental illness. It will actually exaggerate your opinion of a particular subject matter based on how well it thinks you can deal with the nature of reality in its full breadth. This form of emotional warping contributes to psychological compartmentalization, although they are not necessarily the same thing. However, I would contest that obtaining a more integrated form of interhemispheric communication throughout the brain is actually the norm for humankind, at least throughout most of their history, and that it is only relatively recently, due to the invention of agriculture and urbanization, that humanity has become more psychologically compartmentalized in the utilization of their brain, as a biological reflection of the fixated nature of settlement. I would contest, however, that working toward more interhemispherical communication and fuller activation of the brain can potentiate long-standing forms of primordial intelligence that lie dormant in our genome. I would also contest that working toward more interhemispheric communication could help humanity in negotiation, diplomacy, innovation, problem-solving, and the type of interdisciplinary understanding that is capable of bridging the divide between severed factions of humanity. I think that a global effort to encourage more interhemispherical communication among the citizens of Earth is probably our best bet at solving some of the world's greatest problems in our current era. Furthermore, interhemispheric communication is highly related to key principles in psychophysiology and neurology, such as ambidexterity. It stands to reason that we should design a future architecture to encourage the use of ambidexterity and fuller movements within the body during behavior. So that form of design would actually enable a more holistic activation of the full brain to emerge more naturally, bringing forth the type of innovation and creative problem solving that is required right now more than ever. Unfortunately, the parasitic quality of collectivist groupthink is going to have to come to terms with the fact that when people engage in more interhemispheric communication, you become much better at figuring things out on your own and likely also far more independent as well. Look at it this way, when you have a society full of healthy individuals who are capable of holding their own ground and understanding one another more accurately, then a lot of the conflict, a lot of the war between human beings separated by culture, religion, or creed may evaporate through a clear understanding of true intention. Through a clear understanding of reality, people will not be as inclined to identify with fleeting ideologies that have no grounding in truth. Interhemispheric communication throughout the brain may allow for unity based on the interconnected truth of reality, rather than simply identifying with something for the sake of tradition alone. In this manner as well, I do believe that it's important we understand the effects of Earth's electromagnetic field on electrical activity within the brain. We need to begin parsing the nature of our relationship to the atmosphere at large insofar as how it affects interhemispheric activity throughout the brain. For example, they have proven that there is more interhemispherical activity during a geomagnetic storm, as well as more frontal and central activity. This is where a form of decentralized geomagnetic biofeedback technology may come in handy. If we'd like to encourage the type of crowdsourced problem solving that is required right now more than ever, then we are going to need to form some kind of transparent infrastructure of information in order to anticipate the effects of space weather and geomagnetic disturbance on the human brain. 
However, with that being said, let's try to remain a little more grounded here. This is going to have to begin in education. Our current educational system is highly compartmentalized, obviously resembling our preference for the left hemisphere, at least within Western society. We often explain to our children the nature of science, the nature of art, or mathematics, or physical activity, but very rarely do we explain the connection between them. Rarely do we include any form of interdisciplinary primary education, for example. There appears to be no emphasis on this at all, which is quite disconcerting. There is not even one interdisciplinary class from primary education that I can remember. Including interdisciplinary subject matter throughout primary education may help children become more interhemispherical in their brain activity, allowing for higher quality individual adults that are more autonomous in their thinking, highly capable of dealing with the changing nature of reality, the economy, and the planet at large. This is also why early nourishment of interhemispherical communication throughout the brain goes hand in hand with the establishment of a unified field theory of physics and consciousness. You need some kind of overlaying topological vantage point in order to establish the prioritization of smaller subsectors of interdisciplinary science. That is why beginning with a unified field theory of physics and consciousness should make that a lot easier because then you can look at things from the top down, allowing you to establish a smaller branching subsection of interdisciplinary fields that people may find easier to grasp at the beginning of this multi-generational process. In this way, over several generations, we may nurture humanity to allow for holistic brain activation to emerge naturally as a result of the early childhood environment.